I V M. Hello and welcome to the Filter Coffee Podcast. Continuing with our best of series, we're going to listen to two guests who have entirely disrupted the news business on digital media. One of them is Samir Patel, who is the founder of Scroll.in, arguably one of the more successful independent news portals in India. I spoke to Samir about starting a hardcore journalistic platform in the digital era where news competes with entertainment and also about his take on the fake news menace and what can be done about it let's listen in going back to something you said you said you know how digital has undermined the various uh, models right and and um, one of the things that i used to refer to as the ipodatization um, of of news and in in one of the your articles earlier you also put in a very beautiful analogy of how the newspaper used to be the music album equivalent right and what is what digital has done to it is sort of made it much more of a of an itunes kind of thing where i'm now consuming my allegiance is to one reportage and not to that entire organization or that or that publication right and that also sort of reaches me not because i went and sought that piece of news but it reaches me in my stream right my stream can be my news feed anywhere else right <laughs> has this made things much more difficult for for an online or a print publisher today or has it actually opened up an opportunity so i think in the short run it has made it a little more difficult because we all have an identity crisis as to what is it that one can be we can be over ambitious or under ambitious it's very hard to set the right ambition level so to speak so let me explain what i mean so i think that as this disaggregation has happened one way to think about you know who's the reader or the viewer of let's say this news uh, publication that you have is somebody like you you said i'm very passionate i have trust this brand right so there are a lot of people who decide that i like indian express or i like times of india and that's what i read and that's a, there's a pride in that decision these are the reasons why then there's a very large new generation of people who have Uh, a different decision they're making that thing i don't trust any one entity so much i trust myself to go and snack from various places so i rely more on an aggregator like a flipboard or a google news right uh, and then there is a third category which probably is very large saying like i don't want to read the news at all i would rather be entertained right which is also uh, uh, something that we can't ignore there's a lot of uh, news as entertainment gossip so on and there's a good reason why there is and i think a part of the challenge is that no i mean the newspaper was something for everybody it had the front page it had the editorial that probably nobody read but it had the back page and like a lot of us started at the back page looking at the sports thing yeah. i think in the digital world that is very hard to achieve right so so the identity crisis really is are we going to try and be a destination hmm. so that i am trying to provide something for everybody who likes a certain voice or a certain quality or a certain x and i think that's going to be tough right and in a way that's where scroll is we are trying to do that 
um the opportunity lies that if you're not going to try and be that then there are lots of you know what the equivalent in the print world was pamphlets that are possible at very low cost right people do there's this arts and letters daily you know there's a one person who puts it together who actually it's an aggregator but very pithy little uh, comments uh, you know brain pickings by uh, maria pa what's i forgot her last name that sort of you know one person's output right. yeah. so i think what will happen is that you will see or even podcasts podcasts is a great example yeah. right individuals are able to get like huge audience yeah. so i think that part will just explode there the question is what will push up quality i mean the volume is already there right so i think that it's a mixed bag i think there will be no, some new news brands that will emerge but like everything else that's going to be a tough uh, battle but when it comes to individual can there be a great uh, you know environment newsletter in india i think yes and somebody will do it right i don't know who that somebody is uh, but that would have been much harder to do as a print magazine or even mm. to convince newspapers editor to actually spend the time and you know have a section that may not be read by the general uh, you know readership overall i think there will be lots and lots of quality because uh, the the sort of the good news is that you don't need so many of the suits to run an uh, a media organization anymore right. right the creative people can just do it yeah right? no, but see another offshoot of what we're talking about is because this now comes to me in my stream and because my allegiance now is to the news item right somewhere i'm wondering if the headlines has become more important than the source you know the other day and and i'm sure this happens in in every family um uh, every family has a as a whatsapp group yeah. and um, so my dad had had forwarded something which uh, i think it, it was uh, it's one of those articles where uh, it spoke about uh, ms nirmala sitaraman's daughter being in in the air force and all that right? so um you know i just when when i saw that my dad had forwarded this this article you know to to the group and my whole point to him was why can't you just look at the source of it <laughs> right and and see whether you you recognize yeah. it and that's where i realized that i'm i'm in the media industry right i know uh, that um, uh, you know a channel like time a channel like the atlantic a channel like wise is is a, is a, is a channel that i can trust and some some of the other channels are 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 things i don't trust but most people my father included they might not have uh, that filter in their mind at all right their introduction to internet has been fairly recent and they still at a point where uh, they they blindly believe that uh, if it is being published digitally it must be true right how do you sort of overcome that and and is that where the source of what we refer to as as fake news begins So I think this is this is one of the so if business model is the one thing that everybody talks about the other whole thing around fake news you know my somewhat contrarian view on the the fake news thing is that the the fundamental uh unit of solving it will have to be the reader right mm. you know you have tv channels that are making really completely false uh statements you have whatsapp forwards of all kinds and we can beat up on the channels and we can beat up on like the latest fangle whatever the new like yesterday somebody said let's ban tiktok and you know i mean that's all this sort of uh, you know in india the last uh, last one in is the first one to be blamed exactly. uh, you know that yeah. way we can take this logic in sort of ban telephones uh, so <laughs> uh, so i i think a 
again i go look at history again we we have been here before there was yellow journalism is a phrase that came from the fact that you know in the early days there was no idea of separation of editorial and news and you know most of these early newspapers were some political parties uh, pamphlets uh, masquerading as some objective information which so was I, yellow in color yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. but i so i think fundamentally we have to trust the citizens to start learning right that there is information that they will have to and it's not just about a certain publication and so on it will have to be that we will have to develop our immunity so the analogy i would use like i you know we were discussing earlier is think if we think of fake news as an infection mm. right and you think of what it took over 100 years to prevent these great epidemics we right now have a great epidemic of fake news right and in order to prevent the epidemic of fake news to you know flog my analogy further mm. is that you know uh, the equivalent of the public health system will have to emerge and the the key thing is that the public health system depends on many pillars it's not just pharmacological intervention right which is the equivalent of saying let's facebook fix the algorithm i mean that's the last bit right it's like we taught everybody that we need to wash our hands right that fix like 80% of infections in the same way the washing hands equivalent of fake news is don't trust anything till you have done at least some application of your mind right then comes you know yeah like the center for disease control i think fake news can be tracked uh, you know maybe uh, you know the task of the uh, the you know the great press trust of india or any of these organizations should not be to release government releases but they should be tracking fake news so i think equivalent institutions can come up uh, but it will never replace just like in public health the fundamental unit will have to be an educated patient right that's an extraordinary analogy what you're saying is the awareness to fake news is like the hand wash uh, to the epidemic on that note we'll take a very quick break and come back with the second guest on today's show Welcome back to the Filter Coffee podcast. Our next guest today has built an entire business on the concept of good news, something that we don't seem to have enough going around. Timan Parekh has built a news portal that is probably the safest, happiest and the most inspiring place to be today on digital media. To a point where even the prime minister spoke about it on Mann ki Baat. Yes, I am referring to the better India. I spoke to Dimant about the journey of him and his wife curating a blog of user reported stories and how in just 3 years it has transformed into a full-fledged business that the entire country seems to have embraced. Let's listen in. Let's go back to the to where we left the story. I know at this point you registered the URL. We are talking what 2010ish. Yeah. Just to put this in perspective, I think this is also the year when Facebook opened its office in India. Correct. So we're talking about about 10 million people on on Facebook at this point. Yeah. And Twitter is barely uh, a fraction of that. So talk to us about the story. What happened after that? So 2010, we've got the website going. Uh, we're continuing to put out stories. We're starting to see some traction. At the same time, my career was kind of moving along from a startup to another startup. I I specialized in product management so working with tech teams to build consumer internet products right? so a lot of that uh, was going on in parallel but the betrayal was a it's it was a thing that we both kept alive purely because of the kind of feedback we were getting every other week saying hey this changed my life you know this is how I I was managed you know I managed to contribute the I, again another another story which happened was we wrote about a photography club run by visually impaired people 
and two weeks through to three weeks after that a, a visually impaired girl got in touch and she said you've completely transformed my life because i always wanted to do photography and all the you know all my circle of friends and family would say what a ridiculous idea because you're visually impaired right and um, we had managed to change someone's life again so this was what just kept us going without any sort of a you know target metric in mind or anything we were just saying hey we need to do this because it is making a difference right so it became more of a project which we were doing out of wanting to make a change and that kind of just continued right up till 2012 when anuradha quit what she was doing because this had kind of started ballooning up and it was really difficult for us to do it at 1 hour in the morning and 1 hour in the night so we took a leap of faith i'd say against a lot of i would say social <laughs> opposition right considering we were you know we were both engineers we both went to b schools our peer groups were on a very upward trajectory of careers and all of that and here we were like you know cutting off one source of income and uh, working on what was then still considered just a blog you know but 2012 was when we kind of so and rather decided to quit full time and and build the whole content engine while i continued to bring the money on the table and in 2013 i would say yeah, roughly about 2014 by 20 mid 2013 i also quit i finished whatever startups i was working with and we ran this for a year and a half with both of us having virtually no income um, really just kind of depleting our savings but we were very very convinced that if this kind of scales up we would drive a lot of change and you know revenue models and all of that i always felt could be figured out if you build something of value you can figure out how to monetize it uh, but if it's something that doesn't have any value amongst uh, your uh, so called customers then it's going to be really hard and all the feedback that we were getting convinced us over and over again that we're building something of some tremendous value at least for for that audience but tell me it's 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 two different things right one is you're doing this because it's the right thing to do and uh, somewhere you feel morally satisfied conscientiously satisfied that you you're doing this it's good for the organ good for the nation and of course on the other side of it is this can potentially become a business right this can be bigger than what i'm doing right now and i'm assuming when when someone like you makes that decision to take this up full time somewhere you're crossing from a to b right in in your case at, at this point did you were you feeling that way that this can actually be uh, a business yeah yeah we were starting to see some early signs that this could potentially be a business we were starting to see how digital media was on the rise um and we felt that hey it would be the ideal thing if you get to work on something which pays you money and at the same time is bringing about a change the way you wanted it to bring about a change So he said, "This is actually an opportunity we should really, really go after, uh, because if we hadn't done that that time, I don't think we would have been able to start it any time later again, you know. So that time, I think our conviction levels were really high. Now, when I look at it, it kind of does seem like probably a little juvenile to be so convinced about the idea. But thankfully, things worked out eventually. Um, but yeah." we did feel that we could make a business out of this and we were very particular that we make a business out of it we did not want to build an initiative which runs on donations and grants and then the idea is at the mercy of you know who your donor is right we wanted to make it a self sustaining business so that tomorrow even if you know the founders are not around this is an idea which can run on its own it has enough traction was there a 
Is there a global precedent to this? What is the better India of of, of the world? There, there wasn't. There wasn't any. And this is the question I always got asked when I approached anybody for an investment, saying, "But hey, there is no precedence." Right? So, uh, there wasn't any. There wasn't any. In fact, I think we are the only one uh, who who started. A, so there was a precedence in terms of someone starting a positive news focused site, for instance, right? But I think we were the only one who ended up scaling up to this larger extent. Purely because of the timing, I would like to attribute. Because the timing of the proliferation of Facebook, Twitter, Google, and, you know, people consuming digital media content and your smartphones coming in. And then you have all these aggregator apps like Daily Hunt and everything. So it really took our brand very quickly to the millions of people. So that, I, think, I think the timing was important where we kind of managed yeah. to come in. Well, that was this week's episode. If you want to listen to the full episodes, please do so on the IBM podcast app or ivmpodcasts.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to me, I am the underscore Karthik. That's Karthik with an H on Twitter. And filter underscore coffee. That's coffee with a K on Instagram. Listener.